Welcome to the Asking Why podcast. I'm your host, Clint Davis. I'm a marriage and family therapist and licensed professional counselor trained in trauma and addiction. The Asking Why podcast is for anyone on a journey of healing and restoration. If you are searching for answers to life's questions and want to learn more about root causes from a psychological and theological mix, this show is for you. In this podcast, myself and a co-host from Clint Davis Counseling and Integrative Wellness will interview guests on a wide range of topics in order to get down to the heart of the problems facing our world and understand why things happen and how to change the world and ourselves for the better. Want to learn more tips and tricks to living a healthy lifestyle? Visit us at Clint Davis Counseling and Integrative Wellness on Facebook and Instagram. If you want to meet our staff or book a speaker, go to clintdaviscounseling.com. Thanks for listening and be sure to subscribe today. Okay, Jenna Watson, welcome to Asking Why Podcast, episode 13, I think. I may be wrong, but I think that's it. Um, so welcome to the podcast. Glad thank to have you. you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Glad to have you as part of the team now, the Integrated yes. Wellness Team. So yes. that's awesome. Thank you. So tell those listening kind of who you are and what do you do? Well, thank you for having me. I've listened to, I think, four or five of your podcasts. And so you have set the bar very high for this episode. So we are trying to maintain that for <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, no, it'll be fine. Um, but yeah, I'm Jenna Watson, uh, born and raised in Shreveport my whole entire life. Uh, I am a middle child, uh, older sister, younger brother. I've been told I don't really have the middle child syndrome. Oh, yeah. I don't know what that means really. So maybe I have it, but, uh, it's, it's interesting as, as I was even thinking about talking today, um, even as a child, I've always liked harmony and balance, mm. you know? And so to fast forward into my job is about maintaining harmony and balance within the body, you know. Um, I think that was neat. I had never put those two together until I was writing this out. So yeah. that's pretty cool. Um, anyways, but graduated from Louisiana Tech in 2004, got married, and that was March, and then got married in June of 2004. Still married to the same guy, going to try to keep that... <laughs> Keep that, up. keep that going. <laughs> keep that going. Shout out to Mr. Aaron Watson. Yes, and so, uh, but really. Um, and what does Aaron do? He is a pastor at Word of God Ministry, awesome. so he does part of the worship stuff and the kids stuff. So he's just one of those guys that's good at a lot of things. So he gets to do a lot of things, and really, that's what I was going to say. Is this December? Um, we would have been doing some type of ministry for the past twenty years, wow. whether it's youth ministry, college single whatever it had been we have done it you know mm -hmm. and it's been really a um a neat opportunity that the lord's brought us through so many different seasons of life for the first 10 years of our marriage we had no kids you know we didn't weren't sure if we were going to have kids i have type 1 diabetes and mm -hmm. so that played a big part in whether or not we were going to have them but the lord saw fit so we had a six-year-old and a three-year-old both boys full of energy and love and life so they keep us on our toes yeah, but we understand uh, the two boy life you know here, that yeah. very well yeah so it's a lot of fun um but yeah so we did ministry we've done ministry most i mean all of our relationships so that's been neat uh i had prayed for that as a you know, young teenager wanting that in a spouse. So to actually be able to do that has been an honor. But Absolutely. Um, yeah, so that's me. Um, how did I do chiropractic stuff? How did I even get from that to chiropractic? Well, I graduated from tech um, with a general business degree because that got me out the fastest. <laughs> <laughs> the fastest. What years uh, were you at tech? Oh, I think it was uh, oh. 
two to oh four maybe okay yeah so st- finish strong and, uh, yeah i just missed you because i got there in oh four so. did you okay yeah. yeah so we uh so that really was just getting me out of school I, I didn't mind school but man i was just ready to get out and got out not, not even sure why i was getting out just wanted to be out so mm-hmm. started working with my dad and i had a great opportunity we have a really close family and so that was very kind of him to bring me on and he sells life and health insurance okay yeah and so he's done that for 40 years and i did it for a few years until i realized i was not passionate about life and health insurance (laughs) love the people loved working with my dad my brother actually works there too so i was just up in a comfort zone you know and that's kind of what led me to getting to chiropractic school i think was Mm. uh, i was in a comfort zone we were doing church stuff just I don't know. I just had it like in my heart. Um, Lord, there's got to be something more for that you have for me. You know, like I'm, it's not challenging enough or it wasn't, I don't know what the, what the issue was in my heart, but I just kind of blurted out, like, get me out of my comfort zone. You know, that was like in April of 2008. And so in June of 2008, and I almost forgot that I even prayed that, you know, I almost forgot like, oh, I said, I did say that, you know. (laughs) Like, watch what you say, because yeah, he is you listening. Pray for, yeah. He is totally listening every time. And so it was in June, and Aaron was at a youth camp. And so I was driving down uh, Southfield, kind of by Southfield Grill, and uh, the Lord just spoke really loud and clear to my heart, chiropractic school. And I was like, no way. <laughs> like, no way, you know. We had, I have a great uncle and a cousin, a great cousin that were chiropractors. They've since passed, you know, so I had a little bit of a, um, introduction to it, you know, and me and my brother would go to my uncle, great uncle's office and my mom and dad were getting treated, but we'd just be playing around without it looked cool, you know, but really no major um, experience with chiropractors growing up as a kid. So it, I was familiar with it enough to know about what it took, you know, so I, it freaked me out. It literally freaked me out. Yeah, so sure. I, I, whatever the text was that I sent to Aaron, it freaked him out too. But then he said, well, just tell me. And I said, I can't tell you because he was out at like recreation or something. I was like, this is not the time. So I made him wait till like 10 o'clock that night. I think he thought I was pregnant actually. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, what is it? Because I usually tell you, right? You know, and so finally I just said, I had, and by 10 o'clock that night, I had already Googled the nearest chiropractic school because I knew there wasn't one in Treeport. How long does it take? What does that mean? Blah, blah, blah. And so I come to him and I tell him, I think, and I'm like bawling, you know, and he's just calm, cool, and collected because that's who he is, you yeah. know. And I said, I think God's called me to chiropractic school. And he's like, okay. I was like, no, that means we have to move. We have, that's like a big <laughs> deal. That's not just like, okay, you know. <laughs> and he just had like, ultra peace that I was like I was kind of annoyed I was like no you're supposed to tell me I'm crazy go back to work and move on keep the comfort zone going please you know I I am in the comfort zone so then I really did honestly I was like he doesn't know he's just like being kind you know which is very kind of him but uh so I went to my mom who I knew prayed in the morning I was like well she'll ask God (laughs) she's gonna talk to God for me yeah like please tell this girl she's crazy so i told my mom i said mom this is it and i mean she just came back with the same assurance and peace and i was like then i was just irritated because i was like really 
get up. So that, and it let me know again, that was not a gender thought. That was the Lord, you know, mm-hmm. I don't, that's, he has to deal with me that extreme that I actually believe him because I knew that that was not something I wanted to do. Um, again, I was trying to get out of tech quick, you know, so. Mm-hmm. You didn't want to go to Nineveh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Joe, my Jonah moment. Yeah, for it's sure. Like, I mean, it's amazing, yeah. right? Like through everybody that I've had on here, and just the different yeah. people I talk to in life, how you know God is working in our lives and has a plan. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, yeah. we have a different plan that's more comfortable and more easy. And yeah. but we don't see the beauty that's going to come out yes. of you know the choices yeah. that God helps us make. So it's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So it was. Uh, it was it. it. Just started that ball rolling, you know. And so I. Um, Anyways, that was just in its own self. And so then, me being me, I'm trying to, like, rush to get to school just again so I could rush to get out of it, you know. And, (laughs) like, I had had my bachelor's. You have to have your bachelor's degree to be in Louisiana to have a doctor of chiropractic. So I had my bachelor's. That was good. But I missed, like, some physics and anatomies and physiologies on purpose. Like, who takes that for fun, you know? Like, there was a reason I didn't take those things. So. Anyways, some people take it for fun. Yeah, like this girl did not. So I was like, okay. So I had to get a few little prerequisite things. I got some here in Shreveport, and then I had to get the rest of them at. I went to Parker College in Dallas, okay. and so they had those classes there. I was able to get it there, but I was trying to rush it. And again, the Lord's timing is just peaceful and not rushed. And so that's why I was trying to get there. If He told me in June I was ready to go in August, that meant come back in three years in August. It didn't work that way. I ended up staying here for another year, and mm. then uh, maybe it might have been half year. I can't, I just waited for a little bit because Aaron said you don't have to do it all right now, and I was like, oh, I guess I don't, you know. And so I chilled out a little bit and just took my time, and he just lined up everything, you know. Um, he didn't line up a job for Aaron, which was interesting because I was thinking, okay, God, you called me, so. And that means Aaron's going to have to quit his job, which he was on staff at a church. And so when we got called to Dallas, I was just assuming there was going to be a job for Aaron over there. Mm-hmm. And there was not. It was it was a job for Aaron back here, you know. And so, again, because I'm thinking, if I'm following you, Lord, it's going to be easy. And he doesn't right. say that in his word, actually, you know. Yeah, no, and, it's actually quite the it's opposite. It's actually the opposite, which I was very mindful about that year. Uh, I mean, I think that's a good point, though, because throughout again throughout these conversations you know people i think have an assumption of what it takes to do certain jobs or what it is and and they have no clue and and they have an assumption about christianity and that you know oh well, you're this chiropractor you're this therapist you're this doctor everything just kind of flowed and went right. well and that's what happened and our lives are a little bit more nuanced and that's difficult right. than that so yeah it was exactly how it was and so that first year was tough because it was school tough it was tough for things i was just questioning the lord about like you know like I'm sacrificing myself over here in Dallas, which was not really a sacrifice, let me be honest. <laughs> but uh, first it, was, world problems. it was just personal issues, whatever, you know. And But I'm telling you, that first year, it was a growth, like, there's a reason you go to the mountaintops and the valleys, you know. It was a valley moment, but it was like you could just feel the Lord's hand on Aaron and me both just tilling that soil like getting it ready you know mm-hmm. what i mean just getting it ready and so that was that was good so we get through chiropractic school so many hours of tests and i mean literally it was almost like i still didn't believe the lord like i was over there he aligned all these things for me to actually be there and uh <laughs> literally like 800 i don't know it was maybe probably a thousand tests i have no idea how many tests we took try to like forget that part of my life but we took so many tests and i would remember people in my classes would be having to 
stay back an extra semester because they wouldn't have passed or they you know something would have happened and they didn't get the grade and I was like I don't have time to like go backwards you know what I mean and so yeah. I would tell you I was like okay if I if I fail this test or this class my bags are packed I'm going back to Shreveport you know what I mean and I never did like never you know and I don't say that arrogantly because I think I'm a great student I think the Lord had to do that for me to actually <laughs> believe him you know what I mean it was yeah, like sure. yeah I was you know because it broke my heart for those people that had to keep going. That was really hard. You know, I was like, this is so hard. Bless their heart. But anyway, so he didn't let me fail there either. So I just ended up graduating in December um, 2011 and then moved back two weeks later, came back to Shreveport. So um, that's kind of the nutshell of that. Yeah, yeah. So you started your practice. Did you start it at Integra- I mean, uh, Integrity Chiropractic? I did, yeah. So... Go back to the comfort zone. You're going to notice a yeah. theme in my this talk is coming back. Uh, there are so many great chiropractors. Actually, my cousin was still practicing at the time, and uh, I had known just a couple of chiropractors in the area. So I'd go and tour their office. They are gracious enough to let me come tour and, you know, just kind of observe and all that. And was really wanting to just go work for somebody. Like, them tell me the rules. I show up, get paid, and leave. You know what I mean? And never got a piece about doing that. And so uh, in April of 2012, I opened Integrity. April 9th, 2012, opened Integrity Chiropractic. And that's how it started. So just me. I had an aunt that worked with me. And so, you know. um, I love the name. Can you tell me where that comes from? Yeah. It's, it's a. I do too. I like the name. I guess I should, you know, it, I like Watson Chiropractic, you know, but I was like, nah, I th- it just didn't fit for me. So I was like, okay. But integrity, it just meant, it just means to me, first for our lives to have integrity, you know what I mean? Like us personally having integrity and then me as their chiropractor, helping them have integrity of their spine, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? That we're taking the most care of it, that it's, it's able to function the way it's meant to be functioning, you know? And literally that was just the, you know, that was the simplicity of it was just integrity yeah. of you and integrity of your spine too. So that's good. I like that. So tell us for those of us who are dummies and don't know anything about chiropractic, tell me kind of what that is, you know, the history of it yeah. sort of like break that down. Like yeah. what is, cause yeah. I think there's a lot of people who have no clue. Yeah. And, and that's, and <clears throat> one of the things that I felt like God told me was I was going to come back, but it was going to take a lot of educating people because they didn't you know here I come out of this chiropractic bubble and I'm all nerding out because in all these big terms that people do not care about you know what I mean like they don't care they don't understand it doesn't really matter you know and so um and had friends in my class that were like really good at using those big words that you know and I'm like but then people they would just go to people's heads because they're like I don't know what he just said you know Mm -hmm. so they smile and nod yeah 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 so um Come back, chiropractic, and really what chiropractic means in its simple form is just done by hand, you know? Mm. So in those three years of me learning about the body, literally every cell, every tissue, every the Krebs cycle, all these big words, you know, and it was just literally how all of those little bitty tiny things function to keep the body in motion you know what i mean keep the body in motion is life and so the body's designed for motion the spine's designed for motion so for me it was learning how to how the body works how did you know i knew i had a hand but i didn't know there was like 15 million joints in my hand you know Mm -hmm. i didn't know that my knee had so many ligaments attached to it that's why if you 
injure what you know and so it was learning about all these um joints and nerves and muscles I remember uh going to school Aaron had got at CVS one of these like laminated sheets that had like the um the muscles the nerves and it was like so many little tiny arrows everywhere and I was like oh my gosh that's over well we actually we had to learn that like the first six weeks of school and I was like oh my gosh just memorizing just memorizing all this you know what I mean and I remember thinking like oh my gosh we've already learned like what else what else are we supposed to learn what is there to learn I've memorized (laughs) I just learned this whole sheet what am I supposed to do you know and it was it's just awesome you know to see how the Lord does I mean it was just to me evident every every class every little ounce of being there that the Lord has orchestrated all of this, you know, like he's literally breathing life into every cell of us, you know, Mm. and so, which is motion, you know, and so, um, so for me as a chiropractor, so where's the uh, medical doctors go and they learn to prescribe the, the, uh, medication or whatever it would be at the time, we were having to learn how the body moves and how it's supposed to move because especially the spinal column, the vertebral column. So all the, little vertebra from your neck all the way down to your tailbone, which is like your sacrum. Uh, there's a different movement that each of those joints should have, um, or not have actually. So they, they should have a certain amount, but they shouldn't have a certain amount. So kind of trying to, uh, balance between a spinal joint being hypomobile, meaning not moving at all or stuck. A lot of times people will say, come in and they'll say, Oh, my back is locked up. You Mm -hmm. know, I'm stuck basically. Or for some people, um, having a joint that's hypermobile it's too movable so it's not stabilized and so it's always being thrown back out or whatever they've done to re-injure it you know so to provide motion to the spine that would create stability in the spine between the joints the muscles and the nerves so, mm-hmm. and ligaments and tendons and all those good things and so the spine is the main thing that you're totally focusing on yeah, the spine yeah because from the spine um we call, we said it comes to life because electricity and I think about the spinal column and then all the nerves coming out of each of the vertebra and those little nerves are like electricity to whatever it's supposed to you know if I'm supposed to bend my thumb that little nerve has to go all the way down to that thumb and say that you know yeah. if I can't bend my thumb if I've got some kind of carpal tunnel or something going on it could be right at the wrist but you might most likely for me I say we're just going to start real simple and start at the spine where it's supposed to be communicating from that midpoint all the way out what's going on or mm-hmm. what should be going on so yeah it's funny you say that uh elon musk was on a podcast uh you know what i'm talking about mm-hmm. and he he's making these like brain chips that are supposed to be like electric electrodes that like connect different parts of your spine that are out or different parts wow. of your bodies that are out and yeah. and the, they're testing it on pigs right now and it's working and they're going to yeah. try to test it on humans in the next year and it's insane to think about how our brains and our spines and our bodies are connected. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, we're, we're not machines, yeah. but there's a lot that's similar yeah. that you can parallel and, yeah. and figure out like, oh, this is off. And I think a lot of times when we think about th- therapy and psychology, you know, all these things are connected. Yeah. You know, there's a great book by Bessel van der Kolk called The Body Keeps the Score that we talk about a lot that is like kind of the trauma Bible, so yeah, to speak. Sure. Um, but, you know, all of those things are interconnected and we, we sometimes don't think about it, you know, and I think as humans, me and a client were talking this morning about the stars and me and my kids have been looking at the stars the last couple of weeks at night, um, out in the back and, uh, and we have this app that kind of is called a star tracker and you can look up the different, you know, constellations. And, and I was just a couple of weeks ago, like, man, I don't know when the last time it is, I looked up and really noticed the stars, yeah. noticed the moon and yeah. took context of where I am in the world. 
you know, and it's scary when you do that because you're so small. And I think part of what chiropractic is scary or therapy scary or these things that people don't understand, which is hopefully the goal today to kind of enlighten people on the details of it. So they're not so scared, but it's, it's hard to look at our bodies and go, okay, my back hurts. Yeah. How is that connected to yeah. my emotions? How is right. that connected to things? It's overwhelming. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's the beauty of doing what we do is you have all that information. You took all yeah. those tests. You yeah. go to school. And they don't need to know necessarily all of it. Right. But it is it is helpful for them to know some of it so they understand yeah. how it's connected. Yeah. So I appreciate you sharing, you know, kind of that and what the details of it are. Um, what are some of the benefits? Like, who do you treat? Like, yeah. t- let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so chiropractic offices, I say they're kind of like restaurants, you know? So, like, you've got some that treat just children, some that treat just sports, some that treat... And most of them in this area, um, besides just a couple that uh, do, you know, children or do adults mainly, you know? So, there's a few here that we do children. Uh, and I do children. I do... I mean, my youngest, I said, has been an, a baby that was four days old, and the oldest has been... 92 you know and so that's a pretty overwhelming variety of people you know but (laughs) man it is so neat to see from birth to age whatever Mm -hmm. the the hope that's restored in these people you know what i mean not necessarily your baby because they don't they haven't had a lot of hopeless things thank lord at that point you know but um even even the 80s and 90 year olds that come to see me you know and whatever was 86 and had never been to a chiropractor, you know. A lot of them, if they're in their 80s and 90s, had been a long time ago. And so this lady had not been. She was, um, had just got through traveling United States, driving an RV or something like that with her sister. And so uh, she was irritated that she had to come in. Cause, you know, and I was like, that's <laughs> awesome. Like, you know, like she has not had a need for this right, until this time. The fact that you could, yeah. Yeah, you know. And she came in and you know, got to feel a better or whatever. But I just thought that, you know, I just think like those people like that, um, that still have life in them in 80, you know what I mean? Like, cause I guess when you're younger, you think, oh, I'm going to get old. I can't do, but these people have life. I mean, they are going and blowing. Sometimes my 80 year old people are going faster than my 30 year old people, you know? Oh, for sure. <laughs> so like the 80 uh, year old will have a 30 year old spine and the 30 year old will have an 80 year old spine, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's, that's very common, you know? And so you hate it for the 30 year old who has 80 year old spine. Cause you're like, one day you're going to be 80. So I don't know what age that's going to be. I don't you want know, your spine to be. 400 year old spine. <laughs> I don't want you to go that high. I want you to go the other way, you know? And so, uh, I think that's, that's so interesting because it's kind of the same way with mental health is sometimes you have 35 year olds that act like 12 year olds, you know, yeah. that emotionally are stuck there because yeah. of their trauma. And yeah. then you have these old soul children and they're not really old soul. It's just, they're actually taken care of and healthy and have good attachment. And so they're very mature. Yeah for yeah. their age it's not that they're more mature than other people it's that they've been protected and taken care of mm-hmm. and you know no confident and yeah. they're not living out of fear and so it's a it's it is it's like well let's deal with this now so that when you're you know i tell people all the time you let's work on this now you know you're 30 we can do a couple of years of therapy yeah. and when you're 32 you can have 60 years of life or 50 yeah. years of life yeah. that weren't like these yeah. first 30 years yeah. you know your marriage can be yeah you've been married 15 years and it's been a train wreck yeah but if you do some marriage therapy for a year or two, you could have 30 more years, 40 more years of marriage yeah. that's beautiful and amazing. And, and you can enjoy it. You yeah. can actually enjoy it. But I mean, people like, have a hard time committing to those years or two yeah. of health and consistency. And I'm sure it, you see that same yeah. thing. Yeah. A lot of times, um, I'll say two things. So 
a lot of times it's um, there's just two different kinds of care. There's like an acute care, you know, there's you're in pain and want to get out of pain, and then there's a preventative care, and we can talk about that later on, you know. But they're not worried about it. oh, it's going to take your body a year to restructure, you know. And it's like no, stabilize all these big words. It's that overwhelms them because they're thinking that means it's going to take a year for them to be out of pain. It's like no, that's not that's not what I'm saying. But I think that's what they hear sometimes, you know. But I was going to say when I first. Um, was open in my office and stuff, I would do a talk and it said how to live to be a hundred or something like that, you know. And it wasn't saying that's like how to how to just maintain to get to a hundred. It was like no how to live to be a hundred, you know. Mm, like good. how do you how do you be a hundred but you're still living, you know? And yeah, uh, not just surviving. Not surviving, you know what I mean? And so it was just interesting because so many I think they're just people become hopeless, you know what I mean? Especially if you've uh, yeah um just hopeless that's that's the saddest thing for me to see in my office is because i i know that i come with like a really high optimistic attitude <laughs> really high you know and i think sometimes it's just the lord's way of i'm gonna believe in you and i'm gonna believe in you until you believe in you you know and i tell them that or whatever you know and or he's telling them that really uh but you know i think it was real eye-opening eye-opening to me and i was trying to think about how even this ties into like your stuff you know is uh I was so excited when I first opened. Anybody that came, I was just like, oh, it's a new patient. And it's just, you know, as any new doctor would be. And so it was like month two or three. And it was like one of the first patients that came that wasn't a family member or a friend, you know. And I, <laughs> it was like a true walk-in, you know. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is great. Well, the person comes in, tells me their issue. They couldn't like back pain, lower back pain, um, couldn't walk through the grocery store comfortably couldn't whatever the issue I can't remember you know just things that she should be able to do she wasn't able to do you know and I was like okay and I'm thinking okay we can we got this we can and then the very last thing she tags along and says and if my back pain doesn't get better my husband's gonna leave me and Mm. I was like huh (laughs) I was like that is not in my textbook I do not know how to help this you know what I mean and I was burdened for this lady you know and it was just, it was real eye-opening that these people are not only living with just pain, but like that extra weight, that emotional weight, that mental weight, all that, all that stuff that was just on top of her, on top of hurting, you know, physically hurting. Her heart was hurting. Her mind was hurting, everything. So I don't know the situation. Um, she did get a little bit better. I don't know if the marriage survived or not. I hope it did. But um, that was eye-opening to me as a brand-new practitioner, and I'm like... I hope we can get her back pain. You know, I felt this greater responsibility because it was more than just pain to her. It was her life back, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's a, a sad and beautiful way of kind of segueing to, you know, what we've been talking about as far as bringing you guys in under the umbrella of our practice and, and trying to see people as whole people mm-hmm. and realizing that, I mean, if you've ever had strained your neck or hurt yourself, you know, especially as a mother or a woman or a husband or whoever you are, it's going to affect the people in your life. If you can't take the trash out, if you can't carry your baby, if you can't, you know, turn. I mean, I remember hurting my neck a few years ago when I got in a car wreck and I was so irritated all the time. Yeah. If if JC was like, my wife was like, you know, hey, can you come do this? Be like, oh, you know, like not because she was asking me something unreasonable, but because it was going to I was trying to constantly maintain not being in pain. Yes. Yeah. And anybody needing anything from me ticked me off. Yeah. And, you know, I remember being like, I'm sorry, you know, I'm yeah. frustrated. And she's yeah. like, no, it's no big deal. Yeah. And I, But 
that person, if it's chronic yeah. and it's all the time, yeah. you know, and I mean, I see it all the time with, you know, sexuality with, oh, well, we can't have sex anymore because I've right. hurt myself and right. we can't do this. And oh, yeah. then the intimacy falls apart and the marriage falls apart. Yes. And the, yeah. whether it's husband or wife, they're super angry or right. whether it's erectile dysfunction from some injury or whether right. it's whatever. And it's like, yeah. but we don't talk about that. Yeah. As a culture, yeah. we, we do our thing, we do our niche, yeah. and then we send them on their way. Yeah. And then they're my office going, hey, I'm going to these things, but yeah. they're not talking about this at yeah. all or even assessing whether that's right. a part. Yeah. You know, we talked about this yeah. a week ago. Like, True. you ask, are you anxious or depressed? Yeah. But then no one ever addresses that if they yeah. check yes. Yeah. Yeah, like this, like, almost common for somebody to put anxiety, you know. Now, I will say, I don't know if it's what their level of anxiety would be, you know, but it is very anxious for people are very anxious to come to a chiropractor, mm-hmm. you know, if they are. And I tell and they'll like somebody that was at our Thanksgiving dinner, you know, uh, was telling me, I want, I need to come see you. They say, I need to come see you, but I'm real, I'm real scared, you know? Right. So it takes them getting to a point of just ultra pain to where they can't stand it anymore. They're like, okay, fine. I'm here. Help me, you know, but I always tell them, I say, you know, literally, Three out of five people, my patients that come, are terrified to come, you Mm -hmm. know, but they're also so desperate to get all that pain because it's limiting whatever the issue is, you know, like you said, all those things, you know, being able to lift, like, uh, uh, one of of them was, I couldn't lift a half gallon of milk, I couldn't lift a gallon of milk, but I could lift a half gallon of milk, you know, but then that trickled into, well, if I can't do this, what, you know, if I have grandkids, I'm not going to be able to lift my grandkids, so it wasn't just, I couldn't lift the milk, it was... My arm's hurting, this pain shooting down my neck, and it's causing me not to lift even a gallon of milk. So how am I supposed to enjoy lifting my grandkid that's mm-hmm. supposed to come in nine months, you know? Right, because people's uh. main concern is relationships. Yes. Is yeah. disconnection. Yeah. And when your body is hurting and disconnected, yeah. Yeah. your relationships are going to be disconnected. Yeah. I mean, I think that's such a beautiful picture of God wired us, right, in yeah. Genesis when he talks about it's not good for you to be alone. Mm-hmm. When your your body's not in tune and not connected and not being taken care of, then your relationships are bound to follow. And the idea in America that we can just sit around and have these pains and have these chronic issues and, and be a terrified to go and get adjusted, but then sacrifice our relationships and our marriages and our parenting and our work and our finances. It's like, Oh, well I can't afford it. Well, can you afford a divorce? Right. You know, can you afford to get fired? Can you afford afford to not do your job well? Yeah. Um, What can you afford? Yeah. And I think with therapy is the same way. Yeah, I need to start asking. Well, I was going to say too, even right along that same lines of me first opening and that patient telling me that, you know, and then it must have been maybe six months in. I don't know when it was, but we lived about thirty minutes away, you know, and our home was thirty minutes away from my office, and. I remember it was just driving down I-20, and I just had tears come to my eyes because I thought, okay, I just worked all day. I just got in and out of my car. I didn't have any pain. You know what I mean? And how many people I had heard in just those six months that had been living with pain, you know? Like, they were like, oh, I can't get in the truck like this, but I got to get in this. And they had, they're telling me these things, but I don't think they were hearing themselves say how much compensation they've already been doing, you know? They've just mm-hmm. been living with it, dealing with it. And it was it's heartbreaking to me. You're like, man, you can't even get in and out of your car comfortably. You know what I mean? Like, how are you supposed oh, to go yeah. function socially because you can't even get in your car? Nobody cares about you. Know what I mean? And so, um, it's well, just, and people are not people are not gracious with that either because 
not only are they suffering in their primary relationships, but then in, in the system in which we live, it's like, oh, well, why aren't you part of this community? Why aren't you showing up? Why aren't you being involved? Yeah. And then more isolation happens. Yeah. And they don't know that it's because they're in chronic pain. Right. Yeah. They're lazy yeah. or they're, you know, yeah. they don't care or yeah. they're just irritable, an irritable person. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, how many people do you know that are irritated because they're in pain? Mm-hmm. Whether emotional or a spine sure. or a leg or, you know, yeah. whatever issue. Yeah, you can you can physically see it on people's faces, the anger and the irritation. You know what I mean. And actually, a lot of times when they come, they're like, "I don't even believe you, girl. This is going to help me." You know, and they're just irritated. And they have, and then maybe if it's not that first visit, a lot of times it is. You can just see that like glimmer of hope in them. Excuse me, that when they get that like a little bit of relief, you know, it's oh. like. Oh my gosh, this, you know, and then it changes from them being irritated at the system to being irritated or whoever they're irritated at, irritated at themselves for not coming sooner. You know? Oh, for sure. I've had a dollar for everybody who said, I wish I would have gotten a therapy when I was, you know, yeah. whatever, or I wish yes. somebody would suggested this earlier. Yeah. You know, in my same self, I'm like, man, I didn't start until I was 25. It would yeah. have been nice if I'd have got in when I was eight and my parents were divorced, yeah. you know, like, sure. but we yeah. don't know those things. And so part of this, you know, the goal of the podcast is for people to think differently about chiropractic care, yeah. mental health, emotional health, ourselves, Christianity, so that they get the help that they need, mm-hmm. right? So they get in yeah. sooner. So they yeah. don't stay in pain yeah. longer when it's unnecessary. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So tell me a little bit about, you say there, you know, people were afraid and a large majority, would you say three out of five are terrified to come in? Yeah. Um, and one me. of them being my oldest sister. She yeah. was terrified. She actually said to me, I'm so glad she did because it was just an honest moment for her. Uh, something with her lower back, lower back or something, you know. And she was, she said, I have tried everything I can do to get it better, but it's just something, stu-, you know. And she looked at me and she said, "Now are you gonna, are you gonna hurt me? Are you gonna make it worse? Are you gonna, you know?" And I was like, "Well, no, that's not, you know." And I was like, "Are you, do you seriously think that's my goal is to make it worse and make you hurt?" Yeah. And she's like, "Well, no," but in her end, like that's what she was thinking, feeling, you know what I mean? And so I was thankful for her honest moment to be like what are you about to do to me? I'm not sure. It's just fear of the unknown too. You know what I mean? And so, yeah. So why do you think that is with chiropractic? Yeah. Ooh. Um, I think because it's not the norm, you know, I grew up in a, I'll kind of do a two part answer to that question, but I grew up with my mom being a nurse. Mm-hmm. And so we, we grew up on the very, you know, if you have runny nose, take something for, it. you know what I mean? It was just, we just treated with medication that was familiar to us. Benadryl or whatever it was, Zyrtec. I can't remember. And I'm not hating on any of those things because they do have a time and a purpose. I really, I do do believe that. But it wasn't until I got to chiropractic school and we had trimesters. So it was like January to March or whatever it was, April, you know, mm-hmm. three or four months at a time. And then we'd have a break. So after like the first two trimesters, uh, at the end of all the finals week or whatever, I would get this like flu-like symptoms of just like exhaustion, you know, and... It would just kind of come on real quick, you know, and I was like, that's weird, you know, but then I looked at all the stress I had just gone through, you know, of tests and all this kind of stuff, and so I remember calling my mom and her telling me, like, take a Zyrtec or take a whatever, you know, and she meant well. She really did, sure. you know, and I remember t- having, like, that kind of shift in me, and I said, you know what, Mom? I said, uh, actually, I, I, what I ended up doing is I ended up doing, like, a juice fast for, like, three or four days, which is, like, hardcore green leafy vegetables, carrots and beets and stuff that I never really liked before, you know, but was learning all the benefits of what I'm putting in my body and what's coming out of my body, you know? And so it would do like a juice fast for a couple of days. I'd usually go get like some type of massage and just like 
let it help to drain out all my lymphatic tissue stuff mm-hmm. and then take a day for rest you know literally a nap tell me and, about lymphatic tissue what do you mean um like the lymph nodes you know that house uh-huh. all the immunity stuff you know so like my muscles were well soaked. i don't know so tell me you don't know sorry I, mean, I sort of do but for, for the people yeah, who's not for those that don't know so lymphatic system is this that will helps to drain helps to filter out all the bad immunity stuff that we have in us okay. and so when our muscles were tight which i'm assuming mine were extremely tight from you know in chiropractic school having terrible posture while i'm studying for 15 hours a day you know what i mean i was just so tense and so when they would I believe that when you can go get a massage, that it helps to loosen those muscles, which therefore those muscles are housed around those lymphatic um, lymph nodes and all that good stuff, especially in your neck, you know. You can almost pal- you can almost palpate at the base of your neck sometimes, like if you get a cold or on your throat, and you can feel those the tenderness, the tender nodules, mm-hmm. you know. And so it's the same idea as they're getting in there, they're massaging those areas of their, your neck. And not necessarily hurts, but it also is tender, you know, but they're they're trying to help all that fluid and stuff filter out so your body can get rid of that stuff those toxins is what is the word you're supposed to say but um and so i would do that i would rest you know just rest and i wouldn't take whatever the medicine she told me to take and my body would be fine like i didn't it just kind of like got rid of it's like it dumped all the junk out in me that i had all those stresses or whatever had done from that trimester refiltered it with good stuff you know and then moved on you know and so it was like my first self-experiment to realize yeah hey i think these things these people are telling me are actually helpful you know <laughs> like these whole foods and this exercise and all this self just like the self-care and i loved exercise that was never an issue but even that can become a stress too much sometimes too so mm-hmm. um well i mean i think i hear what you're saying and, and i see that a lot here is you know again talking about preventative maintenance versus where we're at in yeah. our culture and you know like i think man dr crow would say yeah. you know like doing preventative we have to shift to preventative you know a worldview and and we used to have that and then we switched we switched into the new way of just treating and now we have to a lot of people are trying to switch back to how do we not get to the place where we're so chronic and so you know in this problem and you know jc and i talking about all the time you know with grady had really bad allergies and so we start looking at the research and it's like you know a lot of people because people are asking why do people why do these kids have way more allergies now than they did 40 years ago And a lot of the research shows how many antibiotic, how many antibiotics we've taken over mm-hmm. the last thirty to forty years of right. our life. Yeah. And you know, we, it's our own fault, and I would say somewhat the medical community—not yeah. fault, but like responsibility. Right. And we're all responsible. But you go to the doctor because you feel bad, and you want yeah. them to give you something to make you feel better. Yeah. yeah. People come into therapy, come to you, and yes. they want an immediate. Hey, say something, do something, yes. so the pain something. goes away. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Or at least relieves it. Yeah. And so you go and you're, you know, sniffly nose and you're sick and they're like, well, here's a Z-pack. Mm-hmm. And here's an antibiotic. Take this. Yeah. That might be one of those Z-pack. Something with the Z. Yeah, that's Z-pack. probably it. But it's like, if you're, I can't remember if it's, was it bacterial or viral that that works on? Bacterial. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So if it's not, if it's viral, which yeah. nine times out of 10 it is. It runs its course. Yeah. But yeah. then you kill. The good stuff. The good stuff. Yeah. Right. And so. But you feel better in like two days, so yeah. you're like, oh, well, the Z-Pack worked, and That's I, right. you know, I'm just glad that I feel better. Right. Yeah. Or you yeah. get the shot, you know, and it oh, yeah. makes you feel better for two days. But then if you're really sick, it's not. Yeah, it's you go back better. to being yeah. tired and sick again. Right. So it's it's. I love the idea that you have and that that you touched on that because we have to shift in the medical community and the in the in the, the Christian world of immediate yeah. gratification. Yeah. And even yeah. in our care of ourselves, we have to realize that you know it's going to take a little bit of time for the bigger picture to be better. 
Yeah. And no, yeah. You, you might feel better for a little bit of a little pain relief yeah. in the moment by taking something, right. even from like a placebo effect. Yeah. Sure. But mo- most likely, if you can ride it out for a day or two and do the right things, it's going to go away anyway. Yeah. The the thing I had never heard before going to chiropractic school was health care versus sick care, you know, and we have a sick care system. We don't have a health care system because a fever is actually your body's responsive. Something's in your body, so it heats up to get rid of it, mm-hmm. you know? And so in this fear of, oh, got a fever, you know. Got to take some medicine. Got to take some medicine. We got to, you know. And I think there is a point that, you know, that would be necessary. Obviously, but if you have 104 fever, please take some medicine. Yes, yeah. we are not telling you not to. <laughs> but I think our initial, oh, my gosh, something's wrong. I have to do something, you know what I mean? And I think that's why I was trying to get at it, saying, because during my trimester of school, I'm eating, like, brownies and junk food, you know, like, terrible stuff. So, of course, my body's going to dump all that stuff out of me, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's why the, like, green Drinking tons food. of coffee. And- oh, tons. Yeah, just whatever. Diet Coke was mine. Thank the Lord I don't drink that anymore. But it was just, you know, all this stuff. And so... I, the sick care thing, you know what I mean? Me, me being able to say, okay, you have a runny nose. Don't necessarily just take something to stop the runny nose because the runny nose needs to run to get stuff out of you. You know what I mean? It's a good stuff. You want it to run, you mm-hmm. know. It is frustrating and annoying. Nobody wants to walk around with Kleenex stuck up their nose, you know. But it's just that shift in that thought process of your body was designed to heal itself. And that's when we go back to chiropractic is, okay, so if I can adjust the spine and help the spine to be in its most neutral, optimal, balanced position, then the spine, the vertebral column that's housing the spinal column, which is all the nerves, communicating to respiratory, digestive, heart rate, whatever it is, skin, uh, it would communicate better, you know what I mean? Mm. And so that's just me physically being able to do that. Now we have to be responsible for what we're eating and drinking and you know, things we're seeing, people who are around environment, those things do play a part of it. You know what I mean? It's not just my back's hurt and you fix it. You know, that's only going to get you so far. You know, get, if you're, if the person, if the patient doesn't play an active role in their own self-care, they're just in a cycle, you yeah, know, it's, so it's good, just such a cycle. And it's it so sad because some of them are a thousand percent okay with that cycle and they don't want to get off of it, you know, but for mm-hmm. the ones that do, or the ones I feel like that come to my office that have every reason to have an excuse of why they shouldn't live but yet they are fighting to live you know i think about i'm trying not to do hippos i'm trying to tell too many yeah yeah. (laughs) too much stuff but just have a lady that has spinal fusion i'll just say that you know so she has actual hardware in her back where she has had surgery and she has fusion you know and Really, she has every reason to not walk, to not do, but she is a get-up-and-goer. I mean, she'll go hiking with her husband three and four miles, you know what I mean? Now, she'll hurt most of the time, but it's more beneficial for her to spend that time with her husband, to be outside, to enjoy that stuff. So, I'm not, And she can walk. It just hurts her, you know what I mean? So she's, she has the choice to either say, no, I'm just going to stay home and put all these excuses out of why I don't walk, or I'm just going to get out there and do it because that's more beneficial to me that yeah. helps her more you know it doesn't necessarily make her back feel better but mentally emotionally helps her feel better you know and so i'm just so proud of her but and people i have uh, several patients like that you know and then i have some that don't have any excuse of whether the way they are you know and it's just like man there's there's you could have it could be a lot different for you you know I mean? yeah and I, I think that's the ones that we we've talked about need to go to therapy you yeah. know need to and i'm not saying the other ones don't right but there's an emotional component mm-hmm. because I think people do want to get out of the cycle. They just have no clue how to, and yeah. the cycle is all they ever knew. Yeah. You know, yeah. being in pain, being uncomfortable yeah. is norm. Yeah. 
and they don't even know what being out of pain is like. And I think you've seen this and I've seen this when people in their marriage or probably in their exercise right. where they go, oh my gosh, didn't even know this was hurting because yeah. it's just always been that way. Yeah, yeah. And now it doesn't. And it's a whole new world. Yeah. And so much of therapy is helping people see that, helping people go, look, like I had somebody, this is probably a couple of weeks ago, and uh, we were talking about him and his spouse. And, you know, I said he was talking about relating to her and, and, you know, a therapy trick is kind of to say, well, what, you know, what if she said this? Yeah. And I said this like positive response. And he was like, I didn't even know that was an option. Like I've never had anybody me say this thing to them and then them respond in this way. In a good way. In a good like way. what you just said is I didn't know yeah. that existed. Yeah. And I think that's wow. so sad. Right. But yes. that's what pain is, whether physical or emotional or yeah. spiritual is not knowing what it's like mm -hmm. to unburden those things, yeah. whether it's giving them to God or giving them to a therapist yes. or chiropractor and letting them yes. kind of help them carry yeah. it. Totally. 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 Yeah. It's, it's, that's the hard part of my job. I would say there was a couple of years ago, uh, actually around Christmas time when I just had patients coming in and it wasn't, I just have a lot of really good patients. And so this was just, um, just really good people. And I'm very grateful to the Lord. I don't really have a lot of high maintenance. I mean, it's just, I'm just so thankful for it. You know, it's very kind of the Lord to send them my way, but mm -hmm. it's uh, probably your perspective and personality well, too, viewing people that way. Well, you know, I, was, I come I see know. you and I'm a pain. So you know. <laughs> no, well, it was, it was just, a, and I know the Lord allows it for a reason, but it was just a difficult season and I was attaching a lot of them to me, you know what I mean? But I couldn't help it because I was like so burdened for these people, you mm -hmm. know? And then when you, and you know, and I, when you can see there's a, a ray of hope, you know what I mean? And they're just not taking it. It's like, oh man, you know what I mean? And it stays in that irritable, controlling, whatever, you know, because they're controlling because they've, they found a way they can control their pain to a certain degree, you know? And so they control everything else because like you said earlier, if you didn't have to go wash the dishes, your neck wouldn't have kept hurting. You know? mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's like, oh man, I gotta go do that now, you know? And it's just, we, we do those things without even realizing it. So Yeah, like, and I think that's what they're scared of, right? Is yeah. people are terrified to change the normal, even mm -hmm. if the normal is pain. Yeah. So people stay yeah. in marriages, people yeah. stay with broken backs, people stay with knee pain, because it's like, well, I know this and I've found a way to, you know, function enough yeah. to where I'm in a, in a normal, comfortable amount of pain. Yeah. If I go over here, I may be in more pain mm -hmm. or I may just be terrified of, you know, and I think also they're terrified of just getting their neck cracked. Oh, so yeah. let's talk about that a little bit. So, <laughs> you know, when I get adjusted, you know, it's also hard because like, I don't have a lot of anxiety. I'd say more since COVID I've had some, um, but you know, relaxing is part of taking care of your body. Yeah. So if I go to a massage or I go to a chiropractor, like being able to kind of fully relax and give you my yeah. neck and head yeah. so you can hold it and, cr you know, yeah, do what right. you have to do. Yeah. Cause yeah. if you don't, then you can't do it. Yeah. And right. so I do think that's kind of, it, it's hard for people cause they're already tense. They're already not relaxed. And then they're coming yeah. in like super stiff and you're trying to adjust yeah. somebody who's, you know, tight, <laughs> tight and you're yes. like, relax. Give well, me a, a lot of times it's hard, whatever, they are so tight, but they're like, oh, no, I don't have any pain. But they have no idea how tight they are, yeah. you know? And you're like, you are really tight. Like you, I always say, it's, it's like you just did like a thousand trap workout or, you know, uh -huh. I mean, just like a thousand reps or something, you know. But they don't even feel it. They're, that's just their norm, you know. And I do. I joke with people because they're like, I don't mind if you adjust my back. But when you get to my neck, that makes me nervous, you know. And mm -hmm. it should. Like, it's your neck. Why would you? You know what I mean? Like, that's <laughs> yeah. if I did these things in Target to you. You would be terrified. You'd probably punch me in the face, and I don't blame you. you know? Yeah. And so, getting a person to 
to a place, and I think that's where I go in my office, I just try to explain what we're doing, why we're doing it, you know, so that they are an understanding of, like, and some of them will say, okay, whatever, fine, just do it, you know, and it's jokingly funny, you know, but I really want them to understand the benefit of why we're doing this, you know, because if you can get that joint to move in the direction of correction that it needs to move into, then you can turn your neck fully to the left or the right. You can extend your neck back on your pillow to rest better at night. You're, it's not going to grab all those muscles on your shoulder blades to your ear or whatever. It hurts so bad, you know. But I think it's just, you know, the neck is, you hear all these things like, what are they going to do? Why is she doing, why does she sniper their neck or whatever they call it? You hear yeah. all kind of things of what they think you're doing, you know, but... I always say it's really just trying to find the most relaxed place that we can for your neck, you know. And that's why a lot of times, you know, like I'll do like the muscle work beforehand or even afterhand. It's just trying to get the muscles in conjunction with the joints to work together, you know, Mm -hmm. and try to get them to relax. Um, And if the people are really just adamant about I don't want to my neck adjusted i'm not going to make them get their neck adjusted <laughs> that is wrong you, you know? just grab their head no, and twist it never you know yeah. or i try to give them like breathe in breathe out or give them just cues that they can and you know i've heard the funniest things of people are in so much pain they're like no 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 just do it just do it and then one lady getting up and she was so tight and she told me after she gets she it feels like i had a glass of wine you know mm-hmm. and she's like okay well i guess hopefully it's good wine i don't know you know and yeah, I said, yeah. not too buck chuck not nothing you know and so um, the neck is just interesting because it's a very personal space, you know, for you. And then also you got to be, at, you know, aware of any trauma that somebody's had physically, you know what mm. I mean? Like if it's sexual trauma, any kind of something like that, like they're not going to just let me grab their neck, you know what I mean? Mm. They're not going to let me, you know, I think about a guy that was in chiropractic school. He had a baseball injury where he got hit in the jaw with a bat, you know, so he would have a PTSD thing that would, every time someone would grab his neck, it would throw him into this aggressive what behavior. And so it took, he actually ended up, was able to let one of our instructors, he got, I don't know, just him and this guy just were able to get to a point where he could actually trust him and then mm, relax, you yeah, know. safety, yeah. Yeah, he was safe, you know. And so he would go from talking just like me to terrified, you know, even just laying down like that, you know what I mean? And I so do. it's not just... You can't relax. Come on, person, just relax. You know what I mean? It's trying to help them to relax. They're there because they can't relax. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And trying to ease those muscles into the direction of correction so that that range of motion of your neck is fully there or getting there as we can slowly get it there and the muscles can relax so they're not so tense, you know. And I'll tell people sometimes that, or a lot of times actually, that, you know, think about like your, if your kid scrapes his knee, you know what I mean? It's pretty deep wound or whatever. You got to get in there and you got to clean it up, you know. You don't just, like, let it heal. You have to, like, put whatever on it, neosporin, hydrogen peroxide, and maybe have to go the next day and clean it up again, you know. And so we can see that on our knee, but we can't see that in our bodies, you know. And, I mean, it doesn't, doesn't mean there's, like, scrapes in our neck or something, but I'm saying. But there can be, right? I mean. There can be, yeah. There can be. My dad just told me uh, this weekend uh, that he went to he went to a doctor yeah. and they did some MRIs and x-rays and the, and yeah. the, the guy was like showing him his x-ray and he showed him two different ones and he says, what's different? And, and my dad was like, well, this one right here, this white one right here, it looks weird. Yeah. Um, and, and he said, well, that's the only one that's good. <laughs> he said, you know, the rest of them or the weird, you know, like they, they, yeah. they, they're, that's the only spongy one. Yeah. And the rest of them are like completely yeah. not spongy, yeah. you know? And he, right. he's like, I don't know how you're functioning and walking yeah. around. Oh, I know. And he's, and that was only the bottom half. He said he didn't do the top. He's like, but I'm assuming it looks the same. same yeah. But my dad's been walking around. Yeah. 
working and doing manual labor and lifting weights for yeah. his whole life. Yeah. And so he's just used to being in pain. Yes. Yeah. It's in that, I never forget what lady she said. I don't want to go get an MRI because as soon as I see the area, I know I'm going to start hurting. It's like she just thought, like, if, you know, and I thought that was funny because she knew she was hurting, but she's like, I know I'm going to start, you know what I mean? I thought that was kind of cool, though, that she said it, too. I mean, not that I'd recommend her not to get an MRI. I think she still needed to go get it. But she was just saying how her mental outlook on it was going to change just by seeing it, you know what I mean? Oh, and, yeah. I mean, we do a lot of hula hoops and jump ropes and, you know, hurdles cognitively to yeah. keep ourselves thinking a certain thing and you know seeing is believing they yeah. say and you know once you see it yeah it's hard to justify yeah. or minimize or now you're in the same amount of pain yeah but emotionally and and what i try to tell people is like you've got to face the dragon like you yeah. know you can't just pretend like it's not there yeah yeah um, there's a really really awesome children's book i mean this is so random and left field but i can't remember the name of it i think uh there is a dragon is the name mm -hmm. of it but the beginning of the book starts out um with this little boy and there's this little tiny dragon he says hey look mom there's this dragon and she's like there's no such thing as dragons and so she cleans the kitchen and the dragon gets bigger yeah. and she says you know he says look mom you know she cooks at breakfast and yeah. she's like what you know you're eating so much he's like well the dragon ate all my breakfast i'm still hungry and she said there's no such thing as dragons and the dragon gets so big that she's picking the tail up and brushing underneath the the tail yeah, yeah. and uh and the, the dragon eventually gets so big that it fills the house up uh, and it runs down the street carrying the house. And so the dad gets home from work and he's like, the house is gone. He's like, so he goes to find him and the mom and the son are waving out of the window. So he climbs the dragon and he's like, what is going on? And, yeah. and she says, um, he says there, you know, where's, you know, why does this dragon move the house? And so she acknowledges the dragon yeah. finally. And he, and the son says, yes, there is a dragon. And he, and, uh, and so all of a sudden the next page is the dragon's really small. And she says, oh, well I can handle one this size. <laughs> And the point is, like, it was yeah. such a beautiful, it's such a beautiful wow. book because when we ignore these problems yeah. and pretend like they're not there, they just get bigger and oh, bigger. Yeah. But it's because we, we, we can't tolerate how yeah. big that pain is if you let right. it go for 20 yeah. years or 15 years or two months. Yeah. Yeah. But we can tolerate it when it's little, but we have to deal with it when it's little. Mm -hmm. Yeah, oh, that would be the ideal situation. To right. Be like, please. And so for people listening, like, whether it's their mental health or their chiropractic care or their back or their wrist or don't wait, yeah. you know, don't let some little problem, some mm -hmm. little dragon, you know, yeah. be so big that it carries your house off yeah. and your marriage or your future ability to, you know, be retired and go on vacation and travel yeah. and ride in an RV and, yeah. you know, do these yeah. things that you've spent years working and planning when doing a little bit of things, you know, make a huge difference yeah. long-term. Yeah, for sure. Um, I was going to say something, I think. I, oh yeah, back to the, the wound, you know, and all yeah. that. That's what we do, as I say. You can't see, you know, we go in there, we get, we take the, and, and people, I'll never forget what patients say. God, I felt, and she had a injury, it was a 20 year injury, and it was like, I mean, bless her heart, it was terrible. And uh, she knew it, I knew it, you know, and I honestly didn't know how long it was going to take, you know, how long, and that's a good question. How long, how often should I come? How long is it going to take? How much is it going to cost? Very good questions, you know. And I told her, I said, I don't, I don't know. We're going to give it, you know, few couple of weeks and see you know what i mean if we need to assess and go a different route we'll go a different route you know well she and she was terrified bless her heart so but so brave i'm like you're still okay that's awesome so she came and she told me the second visit she goes it felt like you just ripped off that band-aid you know 
and hurt like the dickens. I was sore for a couple of days, you know. Well, she was sore, but it was a different sore. So, you know, again, she's been sore for 20 years. So then she's like, she was kind of irritated that she was sore, but she's, but you know, it was like she even said as she was telling me I'm a sore, it was a different sore. You know, mm-hmm. it, was a, it was a change in that cycle. You know, just, it wasn't a big one yet, but it was a big one. And so we saw her for a couple of weeks or whatever it was. I can't remember how long, but, you know, I just thought that was interesting because I said, you let me rip that bandaid off and you came back to see me. Thank you for, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. she could have been like, nope, that hurt worse. I'm not going back. But she had it in her mind that we were, we were taking the bandaid off because we have to clean up these wounds because the body has to have new oxygen, new blood flow to actually heal itself. You yeah. know, it's just going to stay stationary and tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter. And like you said, that dinosaur, that dragon's going to get huge, you know? And so mm-hmm. then we have... 20 years to undo this, you know, and I, it didn't take, praise the Lord, it didn't take 20 years to undo her injury, you know sure. what I mean? It didn't take two days either, and so if you could get in your mind or set to say, okay, it's hurting, and I think that's what we do, we're just human, we think, oh, it's hurting, the other four times it's hurt, it's gone away in a day or two, so then when it doesn't, you just start compensating, you know, and mm-hmm. so three weeks later, then you come to see, you know, and so, um, yeah, I mean... Yeah, I tell my therapist all the time, like, it took them 15 years of their marriage to get here. It's not on you to fix it in four sessions. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, they, we all have personal responsibility in our life yes. for wh- how big the dragon gets and yeah. how much we let build up. And um, and at the same time, I think we as providers, we don't hold that to people. That's all yeah. of us, right? Sure. I mean, oh, yeah. when somebody yeah. comes in the office, I'm not like, well... You know, y'all been fighting for 15 years and you finally came to therapy, so you made my job hard. Yeah. I'm like, you know, this is what I signed up for. I sure. like that. Like, yes. here here we go. Because yeah. I think, like you would say, uh, working with trafficking victims, working with trauma victims, man, it's beautiful how people can be a mess for a very long time, but with a little bit of hope yeah. and a little bit of help and a mm-hmm. little bit of healing, they change so quickly. Yeah. You yeah. know, it may not be this perfect thing, but man, they're happier. They're, they're at peace. They're doing yeah. things they never did before. Yeah. They're, you know, I'm sure they're walking and driving and doing all kinds of things that they've yeah. never been exposed to in 15 yeah. years because of this yeah. thing they could have treated in six months. Yeah, I think, I don't know who said it, so sorry, I don't have the quote, but they just said it's never too soon to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's never too late. Sorry, never too late to do the right thing. And whether you're 86, 2, 4, 16, 17, whatever, you know, and I thought, oh, that's so good, you know, because you think, oh, this is just how it's going to be. And I think it's not how it's going to be. And um, if we could just communicate that to people is you're living with physical pain, but the extra weight of that, you know what I mean? Um, I just think about like mo- new parents, like a new mom, you know, a pregnant mom that's come in, having a new baby, um, which is great. We're thankful for that. But, you know, the stress that you have or for dads too, of carrying car seats, carrying luggage, all these things, you know, and people moms will come in during pregnancy and they'll say i'm having lower back pain but i don't know if it's just normal for pregnancy you know which assume you assume there's going to be some aches and pains there because your body's totally shifting and changing for these nine months you know mm-hmm. but thanks a lot adam and eve yes yeah. <laughs> <I'm just laughs> so, and so you know and so you just we just kind of convince ourselves of I guess this is what I'm supposed to live with, you know, and I mean, or I have a new baby, my shoulders or my neck and back are supposed to, oh, you yeah. know. But we don't want to complain either. I think moms, especially, yeah, they're like, yeah. oh, well, moms suffer through pregnancy pain and that's just part of it. And right. if I complain, then I'm being weak. Or right. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but also, if you can't walk, you're not being weak. We've got to help right. you to, to walk. For sure. <laughs> like, walk comfortably, not just like waddle walk, like walk comfortably, you know what I mean? So, yeah, that's yes. just. <laughs> so tell me about that. Like, how do you uh, care for women? Like, because I think a lot of, I mean, to you, it's normal. 
And yeah. to me, it's normal. Yeah. But for a lot of people, they don't realize that you can go to a chiropractor like when you're pregnant, yeah. during labor. Yeah. So talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, okay, let me get my little pregnancy sheet open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My cheat sheet. No, I uh, absolutely love it, you know. I know uh, we're skipping some Oh, we're good. We can go back to Pregnancy uh, for kind of chiropractic, what's the point of it, you know? Well, the pelvic outlet, which is where the baby's in, the uterus, you know, it's a it's housed, it has all the ligaments and joints and everything. And so as chiropractors, what we try to do is try to keep that pelvis as it's growing. You've got things going on hormonally, you've got relaxing hormone in you that's allowing your pelvic girdle to expand and make room for this precious growing baby, you know? And so as a chiropractor, my job is to... Um, align that pelvis in its most optimal form you know and I think about like a new mom you know um, and I think about a mom that has like a two or three year old or two or three other kids and so she's not only pregnant but now she's having to hold this toddler so she holds it on whatever hip yep, is her favorite yep. hip you know and so then her pelvis has a baby in it and she's got a baby on the outside to hold it on the hip you know and so just trying to create um, a most neutral position for her pelvis and for the body to deliver this baby you know mm -hmm. it's real safe it's real gentle um i think it's just one of those like i'll give you an example because i know they wouldn't mind me saying this but um my nephew and his wife just had a baby and uh in june and uh so her baby was breech you know i mean head uh, head up and butt down instead of head down butt up so he was breech and so uh, maybe she was weak. I actually can't remember exactly what week she came, but it was around like it was after thirty weeks of pregnancy, you know. And so, she's, right. So people freak out because they need the baby to turn. Yeah, yeah. they want the baby to turn. Yeah, because yeah, that would be the optimal for a vaginal delivery, you know. And so that's what we're going for. And so, her she ended up coming to see me, and um, the baby turned. I know what it was. Okay, so it was like week thirty-four, something, you know, at the very end, close to the last few weeks. And they had scheduled her appointment to be induced, I think, mm -hmm. you know. And so, um, or actually the C-section. and Right, which she's avoiding. She, which she was trying to avoid, right. but at this point we're like, okay, whatever, Lord, we'll just take you know. And uh, I saw her for about three visits, and the baby turned. I can't remember if it was visit two or three, but the baby ended up turning head down, you know. And so she ended up going into labor before her c-section date you know mm -hmm. and so uh when she got to the labor and delivery you know they were like oh you know she's like actually i'm supposed to come next week i'm not even you know what i mean but the baby came the baby turned and they were the nurses were saying uh gosh we've never heard of that a baby turning that late in pregnancy you know and so my nephew's wife was saying Oh, yeah, well, I went and saw my aunt, and she was helping us, you know, through chiropractic care, which is called the Webster technique, by the way. So that's the technique I'm using. Um, and the baby turned, you know, that it was just, but it was eye opening to me because I thought, oh, here's labor and delivery people. They have no idea, you know, they have no idea oh. that this, and it doesn't mean that they're all going to turn. Babies have their own little mind of their own, too. So <laughs> yeah. we just try to assist them as much as we can, and it's okay if they don't. Uh, but, it was just eye-opening to me, even because she's the labor and delivery or the uh, the nursery worker ladies that were at the hospital said, you need to tell her to advertise that. And I'm just a terrible advertiser. Let me just be real honest. You yeah, know? yeah. But I need to be better. That's something maybe 2021. We're, we're going to work with you on that. 2021, maybe there's hope or whatever. But, You're uh, doing it right now on the podcast. Good, good. Okay, well, let's go. But that's what I was going to say. It was, it was just like they had never heard of that. And that, or she said that late in the pregnancy, you know. Yeah. 
And so here's this girl that has this healthy pregnancy, vaginal delivery, baby's healthy, all this good stuff, you know. And uh, we just got to be a little part of that, you know what I mean? And who knows, maybe he could have turned without us, you know. That's always the question is, well, what if you, I don't know, maybe he would have turned in general. But the fact that they came and he did, you know, was well, really it's a neat. safe. it's a safe way to do something, Yeah. you know, and, and what you see is it helps, yeah. you know, whether that's emotionally or mentally or it actually physically yeah. helps. And, yeah. Uh, I think that goes into, and we can't, we want, not going to get on this tangent, but just the whole idea about birth mm-hmm. and, you know, women's care yeah. and, you know, going back to that whole yeah. uh, sick care versus preventative, yeah. you know, they view, we view labor and, preg- you know, and delivery as a illness almost, mm-hmm. you know, we treat right. the symptoms instead of it being yeah. a normal thing that happens. Yeah. And I think, man, it's invaluable. I've had so many clients that I've sent to you or Diamond Brown or other people who yeah. um, are great chiropractors yeah. and have helped. Yeah you know, with pregnancy, yeah. with pain, right. and the, and women come back and go, this is amazing. Yeah. You know, and my friends suffered through it or my friend, know. you know, oh, yeah. but the, the, you know, the idea of doing a little adjustment, even during labor, mm-hmm. I think, uh, yeah. I can't remember if JC had somebody come during labor. I know our friend Ashley did, but you know, yeah. it's so helpful oh, yeah. and it's not like you're going in there and cracking their neck. No, right, right, right. right. Yeah. No, it, it's, it's always like, uh, I still have said, I don't mind being there to assist. I'm not necessarily going to deliver the baby for you because I do not do that. You know, <laughs> that's what those lovely OBGYNs are for, you know, or midwives and all those girls. But, uh, and they'll, they'll, they'll say, well, can you just push a button in my back that will make this baby come out? I'm like, <laughs> great question. Yeah. I don't doop, have, doop. that's more of the Lord, not me. You know yeah. what I mean? So I'll just try to align you as much as I can to keep you and, and baby healthy and aligned and all that good stuff. But. Man, I wish if there was a button, I'd have a lot of patients lined up. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. But it makes sense, you know, but we don't even, again, we don't talk about these things for people to listen and learn. Yeah. So they just kind of assume that things happen this way and you yeah. just go and you do yeah. this and do yeah. what the doctors tell you yeah. and, yeah. you know, suffer through it. And, you know, if you think about your muscles and contracting, you know, in your, in your pelvis and women expanding and mm-hmm. that, you know, it is a opening that it's going to yeah. come out of that yeah. is tilted one way or the other yeah. and it's going to be better for you if it's all lined up right so right. why would you not keep it lined up yeah. the entire time right. yes things are going to throw it off but that yeah. means you need to continue to adjust it as you yeah. go that's right to have optimal options right. yeah and it's, with everything in life i feel like most of us live in this like well yeah it's off but that's life yeah you know my least favorite phrase in the world is it is what it is you know, yeah. when people are just like, well, it is what it is. Yeah. I'm a mom and I got to carry this baby. And so I'm just going to be in pain and, you know, I'll end up maybe having a C-section, but at least the baby will be healthy. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, but you're going to be miserable. Yeah. And right. then you can't walk around the house. Yeah. And then, you know, then that doesn't yes. actually, it's not good for the baby no, in the long term. that's right. Yeah. I mean, if you have to. Yes. Right. No problem. Right. Like, you right. know, it's not a, you have to do it this way. Yeah. But if, if you have a limited, very easy way of mm-hmm. making that maybe not a long-term problem. Yes. Yeah. And I was going to say, back time back to you guys is uh, in chiropractic school. We had one of the ladies that was the pediatrics doctor, you know, and she taught taught us. And she had like four kids by the time I was in her class or something, you know. And she's like four nine, having these big old babies. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. But but I'll never forget what she said. She said that pregnancy could be very fear-based, you know? It's mm-hmm. like you go in and you're like, well, you have to take this test because if you don't take this test, your baby might have these three things, you know? Or, oh, yeah. And I had not had a kid at that point, so I had never experienced that avenue of, you know, care. Yeah, quad you test. Yeah, as I say, I, I just, and so when she said that, it just kind of stuck back in my brain and my heart. And so when I had my kids, 
And again, I had type 1 diabetes, so I was like, dun, dun, dun. Oh, you know? for sure. I bet you had that. Yeah, whatever. And actually, that's a testimony to the Lord's faithfulness because my blood sugars were better than they've ever been. You wow. know, my kids were extremely healthy. So thank you, Lord, for that. Uh, but again, I don't know if it was just me erring on the side of, yeah, but Mary rode on a donkey, you know? Like, they <laughs> didn't have all this cool stuff that we have nowadays, you know? So I just kept going back to this, like, but the Lord's done this over and over and over. Yeah, and women for have been having babies for 3,000 years. Yes, you know, yes. So millennia. I'm thankful for the knowledge and all this stuff, you know? But I just really appreciate her saying that for fear based, you know? And there can be traumas, and those are devastating. And so I don't want to ever belittle somebody's for experience sure. or something like that, you know? But even just to change our mindsets as new moms uh, and dads, just to, especially if you're a believer, just to Aaron on the side of the Lord's going to take care of you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? He's ordained this. He's going to take care of you. Whatever's best for you and your family, you know? And yeah. And don't be stupid, right? I mean, don't sure. be, you know, don't just yeah. go, well, God's going to do it. So yeah. that's what we're saying. It's the balance of yeah. God giving you provision, yeah. giving you community, giving you safe alternatives. Yeah. And, and taking those into consideration yeah. so that you can have a more optimal yeah. situation. Yeah, and not just suffer through it or be uh, miserable absolutely. or not enjoy it, you know, and all these things. and Regret uh, it and, regret you know, it. Go, oh, yeah. I don't even remember, you know, that's so many, it's so sad to me when moms don't remember having the baby and, yeah. you know, they're passed out and they wake up later. Yeah. Yes, of course, they're fine and they have yes. great attachment with their kids and, right. it, and it all goes well for the right. most part. But if you can avoid that, yeah. if you can have the optimal situation, yeah. then yeah. do it. And yeah. like you said, like that's no people have trauma, people have things they cannot yeah. control. They can do all the right things that's and right. things yeah. can go bad. And it can still go people bad. can yeah. start off therapeutically, they can have great parents, yeah. they can never get in a car wreck, they right. can never be injured, and something happens and somebody rear ends them yeah. and jacks up their spine yeah. and you know, you can do all the things. Yeah. But that's not that doesn't have to be the norm. Mm-hmm. Totally, yes. And so just to communicate that to people. And then it is safe. You know, it really is. Uh, some of these little statistics I had written down were that first-time moms who receive chiropractic care on an average experience 25% shorter labor times. Like, that's a big deal. You know Heck what I mean? Yeah. It's not a guarantee. Obviously, we again, I'd have people lined up my door if it was a guarantee, you know. But mm-hmm. um, just back to the integrity of the pelvis and the function of the pelvis and the uterus, you know, you're – when moms come in and I'll tell them what's the point of the Webster technique if the baby's breech, you know, and I'll say, well, in your uterus, which is a muscle, it has these two little ligaments that are attached to the sacrum, which is the lowest part of your spine, and then two round ligaments that are attached to the front of your abdomen, like right on either side of your belly button. And so what we can do, just housing that baby in that uterus, we don't do a lot of torque or twisting at that point. We want to remain a neutral spine and um, no twisting for the mom. So like the things you see on YouTube where people are laying on their side, cracking their backs, you do not do that for a mom that's pregnant Mm -hmm. at that point. You know, that's just, there's a time and place for that. So that's, this is not a time for that, but um, trying to create the tension between the sacrum and the front of her, you know, and her round ligaments and just to offset and create a neutral pelvis musculature all those things connecting tissue will help that baby to have his optimal room to turn or her her room to turn and go head down you know mm-hmm. and so it's funny you hear, all, hear mom's doing all kind of things putting ice on the top of the belly light switches at the, or uh, flashlights at the you know, trying to get the baby to move <laughs> and you can do all those things and they can move on their own or you can do everything nothing happy you know what i mean so you just yeah. gotta. We're we're people that would just want to fix it, you know. So they're we're YouTube and stuff and doing stuff. But I don't I don't blame them. I would do it too if my baby. You know, I probably would have done silly things too. But uh, and they sometimes work and sometimes they don't. But we're just there to be a vessel to help that mom and that baby get here, healthy, happy, 
smooth and safe and as fast as possible. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about, so once the babies come out, right, and they're, um, one thing I wanted to talk to you about was, you know, ear infections. And I know yeah. you said there's some ways you have to say that and not yeah. say it. But, you know, what I've seen with our kids is, you know, Jude, I think especially has had a ton, you know, had more inf- ear infections than Grady. But every time we've taken them to chiropractor, mm-hmm. you know, that goes away like the next day. Yeah. You know, and then I have friends who they their kids have a couple of ear infections. They never go to chiropractor and then they end up getting tubes in their ears. Yeah. So can you tell me kind of, you know, and that's just our experience. I'm sure there's a hundred other things that it helps with, with kids, but with Grady's food allergies, it helped with different situations yeah. where, you know, he was having problems. Uh, torticollis, is that how you uh-huh. say it? Yeah. So Jude had torticollis yeah. and we worked really hard, yes. you know, yeah. to get that adjusted. Did so you that, do Cairo MPT or was it? I think we did Cairo and PT. I cannot yeah. remember. It's usually, it's a good combo for that. Is that yeah, craniosacral therapy is what we oh, also yeah. did that. That's good. Yeah, it was yeah, super yeah, helpful. Yeah. That's awesome. So can yeah. you tell, you know, to the average listener who hasn't kind of been through that, why is, you know, why, number one, you know, kind of the same fears, yeah. you're going to crack my kid's neck and yeah. hurt him. Oh my God. Especially if it's a, the dad, you know, the mom will be like, have researched it on YouTube and <laughs> then the dad's like, don't touch my kid, you know, <laughs> and I've had two boys. I know what that feels like. I know it's like, okay, what are you going to do? You know, why, and why are you going to do this, this little innocent baby, you know, and, um, and I'll tell you exactly why I'll do it. So, um, again, it, the babies, uh, it says, and I follow a lady named Dr. Claudia Onrig, uh, A-N-R-I-G, and, uh, she says, uh, one of her quotes is that your infant's spine, the housing and protection of their nervous system will double in size by age two. So since the brain, spinal cord, nerves, they all control your baby's immune system, digestive system, respiratory system, all those things, it's important to ensure that the spine develops correctly, you know? Mm-hmm. You're like, I was, you know, talking to uh, somebody in our family, my brother, they have a new baby as well, and so we were talking about holding the baby on, like, he holds it on the right side, so maybe in the, the wife hold it on the left side, you know, just for the baby's ability to say, okay, the baby's not always looking to the right He's going to turn his neck to the left sometimes, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And just creating a balance for the dad and the mom who are not, don't have to carry the baby always on the right side, which might be their dominant side, but shifting carrying the baby to the left side just for the benefit of the dad and mom's shoulders and the baby's ability to turn the neck to the right and the left, you know? But for babies, um, things like breastfeeding, you know, I see people that, babies that will come in and they're feeding on one side, but not as well on the other side. Mm-hmm. And so... You're thinking, why? That's just normal. That's just my baby, you know? Uh, But what I've noticed is that when I adjust the baby's first and second vertebra, the C1 and C2, or uh, occiput C1, C2, um, it allows those joints to move. So you think about the baby being tucked inside mama, all cooped up and cozy, you know? But their neck could be tweaked to a different side, you know? And so it could have caused a subluxation. They could have got some type of misalignment coming out in the vaginal delivery where they're pulling and yanking on the neck just to get the baby out. And then all of a sudden we don't pull on the neck anymore. It's like, Oh, the baby's here. Don't touch it. You know, and I mean, be real careful, but getting the baby out, they're not real careful. Yeah, they have no, to be, they you know, sucker out of there. so they're getting him or her out of there, you know? So then we have to be careful. So who knows what calls the misalignment in the baby. But, um, like I would say, like if I was going to use my full hand for an adjustment for an adult, you know, I usually use the tips of my, uh, pinky fingers or like mandex fingers to adjust a baby and you don't really have a crack or pop or the words cavitation 
um, but you just move that joint into that alignment so that baby that might not be turning his neck fully to the right or to the left can turn both ways therefore having strength to feed on whatever side the mom's trying to feed it on you mm-hmm. know which and, again goes to the mom's health the mom's sanity yeah. the baby's growth yes you yeah. Know. yeah 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 i remember being just to do mom and trying to learn that whole process, you know, and one of my gracious friends, uh, Ashley was my lactation consultant and she came and she said, just breathe, Gina, just relax. And I was like, Oh my God, that was like the best advice she ever told me. I didn't realize I wasn't breathing. Like, I breathed in three days. I didn't even breathe. You know, it's uh, that was funny because I was like, Oh yeah, breathing. I had to breathe. I'm just trying to make, help this kid survive, you know, and feed him or something, you know? So anyway, so that, that's one of them. So it's not that I'm helping the, it's literally adjusting his neck. And, uh, I go back to this too, for the respiratory digestive stuff for babies and for adults too, you'll know, but it's the sympathetic versus the parasympathetic nervous Mm -hmm. system. So the sympathetic is your fight or flight, the go, 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 which most of us live at 75%. And then we have this parasympathetic nervous system that tells you to rest and digest which we ideally would be 50 50 you know we would have times of going and going and then we'd have times of resting and digesting so for babies uh, a lot of times what i'll do is i'll adjust their parasympathetic nervous nervous system which is housed in their craniosacral area so mm-hmm. you do the cervical spine upper cervical spine and then the sacrum uh, usually you can just adjust those two areas and then the idea is that everything that's housed between those two areas, which happens to be digestive stuff, respiratory stuff, will be benefit from it. You know? Oh what yeah. I mean? Their attitudes, their personalities, yeah. like their irritability, their yeah. sleep. Yeah. Colicky stuff. You oh, know, I'm yeah. not treating colic. I'm not treating colic. But if that baby has a torsion along his spinal column because of misalignments in his sacrum and his cervical then when you can release the tension, I just I always say it's like a rope. You know, if the top of the rope's twisted and the bottom of the rope's twisted, then something in between is going to be have a tension in it. Mm-hmm. You know, and whether that's colic or whatever the issue is for the child, now it's more tension as an adult. You know what I mean? And uh, but as a child, when you can release those two areas, a lot of times you'll see benefits. Like you said, the next day, if not that day, you know. And uh, anyways, it's really powerful. You know, and that and it goes back to the. Um, the ear infection stuff. No, we don't treat ear infections, but I adjust the first and second vertebra, which houses the musculature and the nerves and everything goes to your sinuses and the lymphatic tissue that's right there at the base of your neck and in your throat will help to move a little bit better, therefore allowing that drainage to take place like it's supposed to, you know, and it makes a huge difference. And again, it saves you, it's preventative maintenance. It saves you from having to spend money, do surgery, put babies to sleep. I mean, all the things now, again, it's not going to save you a hundred percent. There may be some major problems. There might be an issue. Yeah. Or like I would say, like, um, tongue ties or, you know, all those kind of things, you know, we could do all the right things and it'd still be an issue. So we have to look outside of our box and our cells because I just, you know, you just have to like, I can't get to a point where I, communicate that this is going to help everything but i think people want it to that'd be great oh my gosh that'd be awesome but you know we've got people in place lactation consultants you know you guys uh physical therapists we work really a lot with physical therapy people um which is another myth about chiropractic and physical therapy that they didn't they were like enemies or something you know but it's and that's even dr crow was talking to me and she's like now what do you do what you know and i said we're not we're actually working physical therapists and chiropractors work in conjunction should work together we should work together Mm -hmm. i have the ones i work with we're very kind and we work very well together you know um because we're trying to assess the joints and the musculature and stability of the spine and all that kind of stuff and so when it comes to your child you know 
you're trying to do the best for them from the day one, you know? Yeah. And I I think it's such a beautiful thing. And I I told you, I talked to a physical therapist this morning at breakfast and we're talking about similar things and just to open people's mind that, you know, all this stuff goes together Mm -hmm. and, you know, working with the PT, working with you, working with OT, working with, you know, um, a therapist, working with your doctor, that we're all on the same page and we can build a community where we talk. Yeah. Where, you yeah, know, totally. I loved having you guys at staff meeting Monday, yeah, you know, and too. just being like, oh, tell me about this. Well, hey, I sent you this patient. What are they doing? And how, mm-hmm. how can we help them? And how can we, you know, and if they come to your office, hey, don't touch them here or ask yeah. them if you can or make yeah. sure that you, you know, address yes. this. Yeah. You know, and, and starting to really have this integrative piece, right? right? Not only just from, even if it's a non-Christian yeah. worldview, just we're going to sure. care about you and love on you and yeah. collaborate because yeah. we care. Yes. But then yeah. if you are a Christian, you know, having that belief that the Holy Spirit is working in us. And yeah. so there's healing and there's power yeah. and there's uh, this that's amazing good. thing that we get to share within the community. Yeah. And that supersedes anything that we can do. Yeah. And exactly. I think people can find so much more healing so quickly. Um and I think that's what the goal is, right? The mind, body, and spirit. Mm-hmm. And, and what you do is so awesome. And the way you do it, Jenna, I mean, I love it because God is obviously in the room when you do it. And you know, that makes a big difference. You know, your personality, how you love on people. You spend time. You know, it's not quick. It's not like, oh, it's go in here and just get cracked and leave. Yeah. It's a, hey, what's going <laughs> it's on It's not go you? in here, relax real quick so I can adjust you and you can leave. That's right. terrible. But, but a lot of people do that. Yeah. You know, I've paid a monthly fee to get to do that. Um, And it was, I thought at the time, like, oh, this is convenient. I'll just hop in here when I need to and drop in. I'll do this. And now that I've been to you and Dr. Brown and other people, it's like, oh, well, you spend time with me and you check my stuff out and you figure out what I need. And, and, and like, oh, my knee hurts. Well, what what have you been doing? Like, you take the time to ask the questions and people don't realize like how big of a difference that makes on the rest of your life, your relationships, you know, all those things. So. Well, I, pre- thank you. I appreciate so you. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'll try to keep it up. Yeah, no, please. Uh, let's see. What else we got? Um, I think it was, I was going to say this too. In chiropractic school, I had a four month period where I had chronic calves, or I, had, I hate saying chronic, but they were halves. They felt like mm-hmm. forever, you know? And, uh, you know, the Lord always gives you stepping stones in your life. You don't know why you're here, what, what's going on. But at the end of like the three months of having those halves, it was terrible. And so I was like, okay, I'm going, I'm going to go to the doctor. You know, we had tried everything we could. It was over in Dallas and, uh, Aaron was with me. We waited like an hour, 50 minutes to get in to see this guy. And he didn't know I'd been up sleepless nights for the past three months. He didn't know I couldn't bend my arms cause my arms would break out in halves and they were just everywhere on my whole body. You know, it was a stress response, which, it's funny, that's a whole, that's another story, and I'd love to tell you one day, but not today. And he didn't know all that stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and he didn't have to know it all. But he walked in after an hour and 55 minutes. Well, then he wait in the room for like 24 more minutes, which I've learned for my patients. I hate for them to have to wait for more than three minutes because I'm a terrible waiter in the waiting room. So. <laughs> for sure. Well, so, that's the thing I tell people about therapy all the time. Yeah. It's it it's the easiest. Yeah. You literally, if you have an appointment at eleven, you show up at you know ten fifty eight. Yeah. You walk in the door at eleven and you leave at eleven yeah. fifty. Yeah. You know, so I don't want to. You know, you're not sitting in the waiting room no, for thirty. No, I know. And so I'm like, okay, so this dude comes in and uh, he doesn't even look. He doesn't even touch. He just says, "Oh, yep." Like walks in, has his look, but yep. Oh, you got your hat. You have hives. You're stressed. I was like, yeah, that's why I'm here. Duh. <laughs> like, like I just paid you forty five whatever the copay was, you know what I mean? 
And then he just gave me a steroid shot, which makes my blood sugars way too high for three days, you know. And it was no explanation. You know, never in my life had I ever had anything like that, you know. And nothing against him. He might have had a horrible day. I don't know. You know what I mean? Sure. I, he has his own reasons for why he was acting that way. You know, he might not have had enough time to be with me. You know, that might have been his issue, too, which is fine. But it... I thought Aaron was going to punch him in the face. <laughs> oh, he was mad. He was so mad. You know, it was like, okay. But Calm Aaron was about to leave. Yeah, Aaron was like, you know what? That is not what we came here for. So anyways, it just let me know that in my clinic, I want someone to be, to feel like they are heard. They are seen that, you know, we are feeling that we are touching the area that hurts. You know, a lot of times people will say, how do you know? And I know because I went to school for three years and I have to know where you're, these parts of your body, you know what I mean? But when you just go and get like, oh, this is your issue, and don't even be seen or heard, that's devastating, you know. Oh, it's devastating, sure. you know. And so, anyways, it just led me to another allergist lady that I got to see who I was very thankful for, you know. But, oh, that was just one of those moments that I was like, I do not like this. Like, I oh, do not want my sure. patients to ever feel like that, you know. So I'm so thankful for you for that because that, you know, and we talked about this the other day, but that that's the same thing with Grady and our food allergies and, you know, going to the allergist and going in and he almost died and was non-responsive and we had the you know er come out twice or no once so the first time so we go to the allergist and the guy walks in and he's just like looks at jason he's like pat he kind of pats her and it's like you know you're a new mommy he probably just has the stomach bug you know like yep. and, and i'm like i was so mad yeah. and i was like well first of all we haven't slept in like six months yeah and right. we start telling him all this stuff and he's like yeah well that's just you know it's part of being a new parent yeah. you, you know they don't sleep much and <laughs> and i'm like oh my gosh like what maybe i'm an idiot you yeah know, like maybe, maybe something right yeah. yeah and uh and so we're like well this is what happened he ate avocado how many times did he eat well da, 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 da. he's like well you know i don't think so dad i think mommy's probably just stressed and i'm like dude get out of here and yeah. so he goes back and he does the test and he comes back and he's like got this look on his face and i'm like we're like what and he's like he is allergic to avocado yeah. you know and we're like Yes, thank you. I was like, you. give me all of my stuff. I'm leaving. You yes. know, like, yeah. and that's what started, you know, part of the reason why bringing you on staff, bringing Dr. Crow, trying to get some other integrative wellness people on staff yeah. and continuing to do that is so that people get treated as humans. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Right. So, because you know how bad it feels to go somewhere. And if yeah. you're out there listening to this, you know the experience. Yeah. You have a miscarriage, you yeah. lose, you know, your kid's sick, and you go, and the professional just treats you in that silo in which they do. Yeah. And they don't use two sentences to mm -hmm. say or a caveat to say, hey, mom, I bet this is yeah. really hard. Hey, dad, yeah. how are you feeling? Yeah. You know, yeah. or they come in and assume that you don't know right. anything about your right. life and your body and yeah. say, oh, you're stressed. You have hives. Yeah. And you're like, thank you, yeah. Captain Obvious. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I definitely know. How to right. Have. I've but looked it, at YouTube or I've looked at wherever Google and they told yeah, me. Yeah, for sure. Ads. Please stay off WebMD. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, I mean, I, I appreciate you for that because that's. I mean, obviously why I'm bringing you on the team and, you know, what it is, but it, it is for your clients, for people listening that are scared of chiropractic care, you have pain, you know, going to Jenna and, or going to somebody, integrity chiropractic, going to other people in the area that are good, mm -hmm. um, man, we it can a, change your life. Yeah. We have a lot of good ones, you know and I mean? It's, I'm very thankful for the chiropractors in this area. Like I said, it's just, we have a lot of good ones and they, they are. They have a heart. They have an ear, you know, and they are really good at what they do, you know. So if you don't come to me, go to someone, you mm -hmm. know. And I mean, I can't. I cannot fix everybody. I would love to be able to. Oh my no. gosh, that is my ego. I would love it. I would absolutely love it if everybody came in and got better. But sometimes, if it's if I'm not a good fit for them or they're not a good fit for me, I'll just have to refer out to those other people, you know. And 
that's okay. You know, I want somebody to do that for me. I don't want to just go to somebody just because they want another patient, another cope. And I want it to be, we're here for helping, you yeah. know? And so, um, yeah, there's not competition in our fields. You know, there's a, there's yeah. more than enough need, yeah. you know, if everybody who's in pain emotionally, spiritually, or physically needed to come to us, then, yes. you know, we'd never be able to see, yeah. you know, a tenth of what it is. <laughs> totally. Um, I will say though, it's funny, you know, a lot of guys are like, well, is, you go to a woman or you go to a man, do you want to get adjusted? Can she do that? Yeah. You are know? you big, I, yeah, I get, yeah. are you big enough, Jenna? I'm like, I don't know. Because the guy that I was, uh, an intern under, he had like a great guy, Christian love. He's in, uh, South Dallas or whatever, but he had like the football look, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like the, the, which is opposite of me. I do not have that look. Yeah, you, you don't know? look like a football player. No, I do not look like a football player, you know? <laughs> and I'd always tell him, I was like, well, you're able to adjust them because you got all those muscles. You're up there. I said, you have bigger muscles than me. He's like, or you have more muscles. And he said, you have the same amount of muscles, Judith, you know what I mean? And the lady that was the uh, pediatric, she's like four nine, and she's adjusting a 6'1 dude, you know? Right. And I'm like, so it's not, it's not that, It's not know? about strength. No, yeah, it's not it's about not. yanking somebody around no. and jerking on them. And it's, yeah. it's a very subtle yeah. experience right. if you're going to the right person. Yeah. yeah, and I would say my technique is very is gentle-er. It's not necessarily people, because people will say, golly, you found those knots and you were working on them. They were, that was hurting, you know what I mean? But it's it's a gentle-er, you know, approach than some of them. But um, it doesn't mean it's a better approach. It's just better for those people that need that approach, you know, yeah. so... Yeah, and yeah. some people love to get yanked on, and that's a whole yeah, other thing. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and there we are, yes. For sure. Well, anything uh, in our last few minutes that you want to cover or kind of tell people about that um, you don't feel like we got to? Hmm. I don't know. I think we were good. You well, know, yeah, we covered a say. lot. I think, you know, just um, assessing their life to see just to think about how much they're compensating for what they're dealing with, you know, whether it's the pain, you know, and, um, I was so excited. I had a patient come the other day and was talking about her issues coming with me. And then she was also had just started counseling, you know, Mm. and, uh, it was just kind of that, that dual experience of like, man, this is awesome. I'm not going to live the next 20 years. Like I did the first 20 years, you know what I mean? And so I think that's, there is a hope in chiropractic, you know. I believe the Lord designed our bodies, this awesome body that, you know, we can use up to its maximum, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can have laziness and, you know, take terrible care of it and all those things. And that's what you're going to get those results, you know. But you can take small steps towards this or eating healthy or exercising and uh, coming to you guys, you know, going to PT, whatever it be, you know, um, just that they would be able to live life to their fullest, you know, and not live the same way they've lived for the past whatever amount of years, you know, um, for children. Yeah. That's, that gets, that's probably the one that touches my heart the most is that it's, they're starting off on the right foot, you know right. what I mean? Or whatever. Not, in, not with the deficit. Yeah. Not with yeah. the deficit. We're trying to help them, you know? And, um, I, I just think that's, that's, I think part of my passion for that is, some of this, the students that I've seen that are in high school that are going through these mega, um, whether it's football or soccer or whatever the issue would, whatever the sport is, you know, and they're just trying to keep up with the team, but they're also injuring themselves terribly how they're doing it because they don't know about form and knees and knees should be this height over the, yeah. you know, and it's or just breaks. Like, yeah, break, all this stuff. And then they're going to blow out their kneecaps when they're a senior in high school. And I'm like, ah, no, you know what I mean? But just communicating to them coaches or whoever it is the community for one of yeah let's you only get one spine you don't have like a you know you can have like a what 
kidney. I guess you don't get kidney replaced, but you get, you know, you get transplants. You don't get a spine transplant, you right. know? So again, back to the integrity of your spine, you really want to take care of that spine. There's not another one that you're going to get. It's going to be a screw or a hard, piece of hardware in there, you know? Yeah, you're going to need Elon Musk to make you a neuro Yeah, and he might. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> be we'd, a long we'd, time. we'd be thankful for that, you know? But that is just that, you know, it's just, we just think, oh, that's just who I, you know, but whatever you do it you know even if it's healthy stuff even if you're doing sports or exercise and running or whatever the issue would be it's still a minor trauma it could be a major trauma it could be some kind of trauma to your spine but taking care of it keeping that integrity maintaining the integrity physically spiritually emotionally is going to help them lots going forward so it's good stuff um so integrity chiropractic yes. where, where are you located i am at uh 9045 LRB Road, which is Suite 105, and if you just go down Line Avenue past uh, Outback and Twisted Root, it turns right into LRB Road right there, and I'm right past where all the uh, dermatologists are right there. Gotcha. So. That's awesome. And you're, you got a Facebook page. you have an Instagram? I can't remember. Uh, it's Geno WDC, I think, Instagram. It's okay. my Instagram, but yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. I'm not going to have two of them, so you can just follow <laughs> me on Instagram if you want sure. to. <laughs> yep, and then Integrity Chiropractic on Facebook. Yeah. Um, for those not in Shreveport, Louisiana, if you have a chiropractor in your area and you have any questions, I'm sure you can email in Jenna yeah, and if, yeah. uh, you can find that on our website, I'm sure. Uh, what's your website? Yeah, my website is integritychiro318.com. Okay. And then my email is really long, but it's integritychirodrjw at gmail.com. And awesome. that'll get you right to me and I'll try to respond. So Cool. Well, Jenna, thank you so much for coming and being on the podcast. And guys, subscribe. Make sure you... Um, Share this podcast so other people can get good information. We thank you and God bless you. Have a good day.